to the January 2020 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. For introductions, I am Annie, sound engineer, excuse me, sound engineer, host, and in this book, I'm Ahmed's parents, all three of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm Britt, and in this book, I'm Alexandria's anger. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about that later. <laughs> I'm Amanda, and I'm the baby, because I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, really? I'm baby Charlie. You're baby Charlie. <laughs> baby Charlie was loved, though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we always start with our amuse-bouche, which is our bite of what we're going to get into. Ryan meets Alexandria and finds that both of them are space orphans. Alexandria is the Unanaut's daughter, 18-year-old, I I'm, I'm, apologize if I say this completely wrong, 18-year-old Efferhilde's last gift to Earth before she blasted off in a privately funded space exploration to the furthest reaches of the universe. Ryan is the leader of the school misfits and legal guardian of her younger brother and his child, Charlie, who is just a baby. Together, they discover what it means to be in community and in love and just how far it stretches. And now I realize that I didn't put the author's name there. Do you have it? K. Ancrum, I think. Yes, that's right. K. Period. Ancrum. Other cover takes when we ask our significant other... Actually, before we go, do you think I captured everything in that brief little amuse-bouche? Yeah. Yeah. It was hard, actually. The yeah. book is complicated. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. There's too much going on. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, other cover take when we ask our significant others what they think the book is about just by looking at the cover. I asked Jamile, and again, straight to the point, he said, some heavy sci-fi space stuff. All right. He will not expand. <laughs> he just like gives his statement and then he will not expand. <laughs> Garrett said, it's a sci-fi set either on Earth or a similar planet about an ordinary girl that has always been fascinated with stars. And she has a life-changing event that leads her to find out that she's not an ordinary girl. She's an alien <laughs> or some other human-like race from another planet. And she goes on a grand adventure to save her planet slash the universe. So the weight of the stars is literally on her shoulders. Oh, my gosh. I want to read that I book. I want to read Garrett, that Garrett, write that book, Garrett. <laughs> it's amazing. Phil just said that he thought it was about music coming from space. Hmm. Did you look at this? Did your book have the... Um, the waves? Yeah. Did you read on that or did you read a book book? Oh, I read it on my Kindle, but I showed Garrett a picture of the cover just online. On the, um, <clears throat> so the cover was one thing. And then when you looked at the book this way and you looked at the pages, there was a sound wave like Printed. design. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Didn't, yeah, that's not in the Kindle version. There's actually some interesting stuff that they did with the graphic layout of the book. Did you notice at the end, like the further away she got, like the page got darker and darker and darker. Yes. That was really cool. Like... There was, it, I actually thought it was... That was my favorite part of the book, was the graphic <laughs> design. <laughs> there is a lot, not only the graphic design, but also just like all the different ways she structured the narrative. Like there was a lot of different like... And then the like when we change and go into the different pieces of it, it was all structured differently and looked different on the page. Yeah, in the ebook version, the mom's transmissions are in a slightly different font. That's about it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Now I'm... I'm curious, like, how often the typeset gets translated into the ebook stuff. Mm. Different mediums, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's books that are designed specifically to be read, like, from the Kindle or something like that, and to have their own design for that. That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. All right. Our appetizer is the absence of mangoes. (laughs) There's a lot of discussion, because there's space, there's a lot of discussion of foods that they don't get in space right. <laughs> um <laughs> so i have diversity exclamation point <laughs> and my comment here is like it is really diverse the cast is really diverse and i didn't feel it was overburdened i thought there were like easy little drop-ins like when what they think shannon's evangelical parents would think of her dating a Sikh, and like that's the first time we have the description of 
it's Ahmed, right? Mm-hmm. Who's wearing the turban, which is something that Sikhs wear, but they don't actually name it until like much further along in the book. And I liked that instead of just like front loading it, like this is the person, this is what they look like. These are all the, the boxes we need to check about them. It was more woven into the narrative. Yeah. What did you folks think? Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw that you have this on dessert, but I, I love that his parents are a thruple because I've never seen that in any book before. So, but we can talk more about that yeah. dessert. <laughs> no, that was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they seem to have a lot of diversity in the book. I never actually got a sense of like the main character's background, but it didn't really seem important to me. So, I don't know. I do have to say, though, the author's black, I'm pretty sure. But I did not like that the first things we learn about Alexandria are that she's black and she's angry. Mm. And she's described as angry so many times throughout the book that I started keeping a tally. Ooh, what's the I final have a count? List. I want the final Sprit, count. I love you so much. Game <laughs> 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 <Okay>, with receipts. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so angry, anger, angrier, or angrily. Uh, I counted 18 references. Holy shit. She's described as uh, furious or fury five times, rude three times, murderous twice, scary twice. She scowls at least twice. There's probably some that I'm missing. And then one each for mad, mean, cold, rage, and disgusted. So I got 38 altogether. Holy moly. It's a lot. I actually (laughs) said that to my husband when I was reading it. I'm like... All I know about this girl, she's pissed off. Yes. Like, I didn't get any sense of her feelings at all, except that she didn't like other people, and she is prickly. And the thing is, like, we learn that she's angry before we learn why she's angry, and she has a completely justifiable reason to be pissed off at the world, but, like, I just... We're just being bullied. <laughs> like, <sighs> I think that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, just that, like, that's the very first thing we learn. She, like, she sees her in the store or whatever, and she's like, oh, she looks at least half black, and this is a pretty homogeneous town, so that's interesting. She also looks really angry. She looks kind of rude, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just over and over and over. And I was just like, how many more times? We get it. Mm. She's angry. And then, like, we learn why she's angry. But it's already, I don't know, I feel like it's already cemented that it's like, this is the angry black girl before we care about why she's angry. So... Yeah, I mean, and that is, like, a core characteristic of her is, like, the anger that is driving her to do all of these things or just, like... I feel like it is literally her only characteristic. Mm. I don't feel like she ever... They tell me that they're in love. I didn't see it. Like, I see her being mad, and that's it. Like, really, just no delving into the character whatsoever. Interesting. I will say something. Okay, so one of the things that felt true for me about that is my own experience with not quite figuring out how queer I was until later in life. All of the girls that I fought with, like in college, in verbal arguments, in class, or whatever, I think that that there was like attraction that either I couldn't name or the other person couldn't name, and that's why we were mad at each other, mm-hmm. or like in this like play fight that eventually it probably could have turned into something but like I think looking back that is something that's true for me I mean there is that classic like hate love thing and I've just never understood that because like I abuse is like abuse and I I experienced abuse and I didn't want to experience abuse so when I experienced love like that's but like if somebody was mean to me I'm like oh I know what that is I don't want anything to do with that Mm. like so that would just be my might be a thing I don't get I was upset that they bullied her at the beginning. She made like one effort to be nice to her. Like she tried to sit with her at lunch and then she like angrily gets up and like storms away or whatever. And I was like, well, that didn't work. Time to like harass her until she falls off a roof. Like seriously? (laughs) As someone who has had things thrown at them in class by everybody in the class when the teacher wasn't looking, I was like, I murderous. I would murder you all. (laughs) If I had the chance, I would not be your friend. It just seemed like a really bad way to win friends. And she seemed so confident in the friend making method. Like, oh, I know people. (laughs) This is definitely how it's going to work. Well, it works for her little troop of people, but like... And I wish we got more info about that. Like, I like the idea of her being sort of like the surrogate mother who takes this, you know, people in need of a friend, like, under her wing and ends up with this, like, sort of hodgepodge group of friends that wouldn't hang out together otherwise. Like, there's Shannon, who's, like, the cheerleader and this and that or whatever. But, like, we don't know how she, like, collects them all, (laughs) really. Like, they're just already there. 
And like, I feel like we didn't really get to know them as individuals very much. I did. I did put that in here. I think there's a lot of different friends in the group who all get to play a part of the story. But I did have a hard time telling everyone apart. Like Blake and Tomas. Yes. Could not tell. <laughs> I was like, are we they the same the guy? The like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one is this? And I had to go back and like figure it out. But I still don't. Really one of them know. is randomly like independently wealthy. One of them is wealthy. One of them is gay. I, one Both of them had a substance punks, abuse problem. Maybe. I couldn't, I just, maybe it's Blake. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what, you know. Listener, if you know. (laughs) (laughs) Please help us out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So, yes, I did like that there was enough of them to, like, have different characters, but I did think there could have been more time spent on fleshing that out. In contrast to Stacey Lee, which we just, you know, talked about. Yeah, beautiful characterization that was really thought about and lived in. and Yeah. It's like my friend group in high school, like even though we didn't have one like ringleader or whatever, I feel like we came together because we didn't fit in anywhere else. So I was kind of looking forward to seeing how that played out in this book. And then it's just sort of like, you know, told, not shown. Mm. It's just like, here they are. And yeah. And then I, I actually think that's interesting because I was sort of like similarly in high school. Were we friends or was it just an alliance of nerds to present a united front against the wave of bullying (laughs) that came on? Like, did these people actually like each other? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I know for middle school, it was an alliance of nerds. (laughs) And like later, we definitely drifted apart, you know, once we found like more groups to be safe in. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point nerd alliance <laughs> that could have been like a whole book honestly right like, you know like if how it, the friend group got collected yeah. all of them one by a time yeah that would have been good I do like books that include nerd alliances though mm-hmm. one of my favorites and it must be it's old now because I read it when I was young but, and I don't I think it's more middle grade but it was what is it weirdos of the universe unite Ooh, that's a great title yeah oh my god it's one of my favorite I'm I think I got it down. out of a scholastic <laughs> You know, like book catalog, book catalog, but the premise oh, is that. Order this month? Oh, <laughs> so teacher. Sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the premise is that like there are aliens coming to Earth, and weirdos. the people that have to fight the aliens are weirdos, like nerds who uh, who like read books about old cultures Mm -hmm. and they end up and it ends up being that like every single mythology that humans have created is true so they like pick different like different gods and concepts so like Baba Yaga's on the team and like Hermes is on the team and one of them is Star Trek is also true and so there's like a (laughs) triple in the amazing I love it it was really good it was great still one of my favorites 1992 oh my god that makes me feel old (laughs) Oh man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Highly recommend. I recently reread a YA book from my childhood. Are you familiar with Caroline B. Cooney? Yeah. 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 She wrote the like um the face on the milk carton, yes, like all yes. the Janie books or whatever. She wrote like a zillion books or whatever. And my best friend and I recently decided to reread one of the ones that we loved to see if it held up and like I could definitely see why I liked it for sure. And now I kind of want to go back and reread like a bunch of <laughs> like old school way from my childhood. Sounds fun. There's that same podcast I was talking about earlier. There's one story where this girl like devises this. She's there. It's like a spy date. She's like spying on someone else's date. And so she brings her like stack of Carolyn B. Cooney. Novels <laughs> oh my God. Like, yes. I was like, that is so real. <laughs> The one we read was called Twins. Oh my god! Did you read that one? No, I read Face of the Milk Carton and was like, not fantasy enough. (laughs) It's like these two twins, you know, a good twin and an evil twin, and the evil twin dies in like a freak accident. So the good twin like takes her place, and everybody thinks she's the evil one, and the parents don't know, and she like, you know, thought her sister had the better life, so she like steps into her. So it's basically us. I guess. It's really, really like chilling. <laughs> is that us? Is us about twins? I haven't seen mm, it yet, but I'm okay. It's about with the alter worlds. Yeah, but the, everybody looks exactly like everybody else they meet, and she's like, "Your life is way better than mine." Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Anyway, sorry, off topic. <laughs> I'm bad at horror, so I have to like 
watch oh, i was sobbing in the theater when i saw us it was so scary but really? i'm also like not good with horror <laughs> well this is my thing is like i don't want to see it in the theater because i need to be able to press pause and walk away like that's that. why that's <laughs> why i can read horror but i can't watch it because uh, like you know i can visualize or not or whatever but like no i can't like see it <laughs> interesting before we move on to the main <laughs> course was there anything else you wanted to say about the cast specifically or the diversity or representation in the book I just, I didn't jive with, like, any of the characters. Like, I thought James, but then James pretended to be deaf. And I'm like, so, ableism, cool. Yeah, no, you all suck. And you all make terrible decisions. (laughs) That's true. They do (laughs) all make really bad decisions. (laughs) Uh, It's it's set in the future, though, right? But there is no future tech at all. No. I think it's supposed to be, like, slightly ahead, like... Just a little like, bit into yeah, the future, in the thirties, to where 20, people 30? go on private space missions or whatever. But I l- now that you bring up the no future tech, that is a really good point. She's like cell phones and radio waves. I'm like, mm. you you can you've got the technology to go into deep space, but your lives have not been changed in any way. That just seems it doesn't feel like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It feels like contemporary, but also there's space. Mm-hmm. That is true. I was hoping for more space, yeah. actually, and more sci-fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our main course is butter chicken homemade pitas, which sounded so good. Mm-hmm. And the baseball game hot dog of your dreams. Again, something <laughs> that like they don't get in space. I did have. OK, so part of the novel includes this space as a rallying cry for like public for the public. And the focus of the journey is like external facing space going out into space. But the book is about the internal relationship focus of the characters so that was dissonant for me. I was like, I want to look at space too. But no, we're actually looking at the relationship between these characters. But I did think part of the story that I liked is this whole like recognizing the repeat of trauma, the cycle of trauma. There's a part where Alexandra asks Ryan why Ryan had to create the tragedy that made her. That was gut-wrenching for me. And I definitely cried when that was happening. I actually cried at the end of this book. Alexandra is the Unanaut's daughter, right? Who Mm -hmm. was this really young girl who had a baby before she went into space. And everyone found out later. And then because they found out that she'd had this baby, they lobbied for more disclosure about the people going on these private space missions. And I had a problem with that. I thought it was really weird that, like, the woman's body or the woman being pregnant was why people were interested in the characters. And I also don't know if I buy that. I feel like... People don't care about that. No, I did not buy any of that. Like, even the fact that she would be famous because one woman of, like, a six-woman team that went to space 20 years ago, but it had a daughter who was still being hounded by, like, uh, like what do they call them? Photogs or whatever? Yeah. Like, paparazzi. It just seemed crazy. And they weren't even going anywhere, right? They were just, mm, I'm going to go to space. It's a one-way mission just to see how we far you can drift, I guess. Yeah, it seemed so nihilistic. Mm. And they seemed to think about it as hopeful in a way that I just found really confusing. Like, I did not feel the hope. They told me there was hope, but I did not feel the hope. Just like they told me there was love, but I did not feel the love. Mm. There's a quote that I highlighted I think it was one of the broadcasts from the mom Mm, sorry I need to scroll through all the times I highlighted angry murderous (laughs) aggressive while you're scrolling can we (laughs) name like five astronauts can you name five astronauts well Buzz Aldrin Lance Armstrong Sally Ride yes there's no that's about it and there's John Glenn, which I only know because I'm John from Glenn. Ohio, and he was a senator. Like, so I'm just saying, space people are not that famous, so that's why I didn't buy this. Like, not even uh, a space person, the daughter of a space person. Like, it just, I'm saying space person, like they're a Martian. But well, I, mean, I like, do <laughs> think they were more famous when, like, they originally went to the moon. You know, like when we were caught up in the space race and everyone was like watching it. Like, I remember watching probably. all of, like when we used to send rockets to the moon, like watching that, and now we're like kind of gearing up to do it again. And I do think that there will be some a similar fervor it's just like we were mainly raised in the time where like that was not happening and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of taken a back burner to other things that we've become more obsessed with like reality tv you know (laughs) but like we're gonna be able to watch those astronauts do everything it's going to be like reality tv when that happens again and i think there will 
be more of a fervor but I think your point is right like no I'm also terrible with names <laughs> I wouldn't recognize one if I saw them on the street I mean there's like interesting astronauts there's two that were twins Mark Kelly and Scott Kelly I think one of them was married to that congresswoman who was shot that's um, right I was oh. Gabby Giffords and the other one like went to space so they're identical twins and when they came back they were no longer identical what because of like space like the height wasn't the same Huh. And it eventually shifted back, but it's just that's fascinating. But still huh. like yeah. that is fascinating. I found the quote. It's like one of the mom's broadcasts and like she says, You can't fucking ask a kid to do something like this and flash things like glory and adventure in her face until she can't see anything but shining lights. It's not fair. It's a trap and they fucking knew this from the beginning. And I made a note that like kind of sounds like how they recruit people into the military, yep. to be honest. Like it's gonna be glory and blah 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 and all the stuff and then it's not <laughs> oh yeah i was actually reading not reading listening to a podcast again <laughs> my life is podcast no i was crafting so i was listening to a lot of podcasts but pod save the people samson yagwe who is my favorite on that show he's a data scientist and analyst and he usually looks at like police shooting data and like policing data but he was bringing up that the military always has goals of how many people they want to recruit every year, right? Not just go through basic training, but actually like sign on into the contract and recruit. And this year, or like this last year, 2019, was the first year that they actually like exceeded their goal of the number of people they want to recruit. And they believe it's directly tied to the fact that, you know, we have no draft now, but we've replaced the draft with the economic conditions mm -hmm. that force people to have to go into the military as a viable career option mm -hmm. because it pays for their education mm -hmm. and it gives them a way out and like a health care and guaranteed salary and all this stuff, but then forces them into the militarization of the world. And I just thought that was like terrifying. <laughs> but yeah. You're an old sci-fi fan, right? Yeah. What was that novel where you had to be in the military in order to be a citizen? And it's vote? Starship Troopers. Yeah. Starship Troopers. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Terrible movie, but hilarious. <laughs> I actually love that movie. <laughs> yeah. You, in order to be a citizen, you and vote, you have to be in the military. I mean, mm -hmm. that's kind of how it works in a lot of other countries. Like that's how it works in North Korea. That's how it works in Israel. I mean, you can do other forms of service, but like you, you, you serve in the military. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, like, they come after you. Like, North Korea will come after you if you don't do your military service. There was, oh, there was one thing I wanted to bring up. I did find that some of the description of, like, how the space thing was working was really confusing. Mm. I, until we got to the end of the book when they started discussing, like, the dynamics between the people on the spaceship... I thought they were in individual spaceships. I oh. thought because when they said the Unanaut, I was like, "Oh, they stuck them in an egg and like shot them off in a space." Right. Oh, that would be and crazy. I, thought I think they, they meant like unity. The uh. unity astronauts is how I read that. Oh, that like, is not. They're how from I read. all the different cultures, oh, and we've got all of Earth represented. But yeah, what you um. said makes total sense now that I think about it. I was like, if you're gonna do that, you got to shoot them in different directions because space is real, like yeah. it's not just one direction. Like that's what made. This. And to me, I that don't... would make more sense as a sci-fi thing. Oh, we're going on all different directions looking for other solar systems, having a goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening. And then I was like, wait, why is it happening this other way? Just the money and lives to waste on no goal other than... See huh? how far you can drift before yeah. we can't hear your communications anyway? I don't know. But then, like, the mom also... Um, it doesn't need to be a manned mission. <laughs> like, send a radio. Um, <laughs> like, there's another part uh, where the mom, like, is... In one of her broadcasts, she says something like, oh, like, I think you're about 10 now, blah, 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 you know, to Alexandria. And she says something like... I'm bummed that I'm going to miss out on some of your childhood moments. I'm like, some? You mean all? <laughs> like, you're not coming back. Like, right. so <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, I was confused. I'm like, does she think that she's, she's going to come back? back? Is she just in denial? Like, what's going on here? When she said that, I thought she meant, like, the good childhood moments. Okay. Or like, like, walking or, like, going to school uh, for the first time. Not. I didn't even think about that, but. But that is a different way to read it for sure yeah huh. <laughs> you're not coming back <laughs> i don't know and then the other thing you said with like the you know focus on her pregnancy and the like outrage and all that stuff i think i mean i didn't think about this before until you just said it but it would have been good i think if the author had explored that because if it was a man going off into space and leaving his kid like 
it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But like when mothers abandon their children, everybody's up in arms. It's like such a huge double standard because mothers are seen as like the primary caregiver in X, Y, and Z. And like that could have been like an interesting topic to explore and it just wasn't. I think again to your point, there's a lot of telling, not showing. So yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is just given, and mm-hmm. it's not, we're just like, okay, we're just taking this world as it is. There was actually one moment in the narrative where what's the main character's name? Ryan. I kept thinking it was Rayanne. Okay, but like, oh, maybe with it the two it's a trailer. It's a trailer park name. I don't know. And forth between Ryan and Rianne in my head. It could too. be Rianne with the two so, ends. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So where she was saying when the Alexander was like, oh, well, they're gonna do a new one, and she's like okay but why and why would anybody want to do that and then she's like i thought you would understand you didn't understand we can't be friends anymore and i'm i was when did ryan's view on that shift such that she wanted to go yeah it was so confusing like at the very beginning she talks about her obsession with space and that's why she knows who the unit da- daughter is because she wanted to be an astronaut before her parents died dead parents <laughs> number one why hate job um and then like her dreams of being smart enough or going to college died yeah but i like space too but i wouldn't go on a one-way journey to death like that could just be like a sound stage where corporate goons shoot me in the head for all you know like because you're never coming back i'm really surprised that alexandria like gave up her spot so easily to ryan because i thought like you know because they're in love the great like mystery of her mom and like even knowing that she would never catch up to her mom but like just sort of following in her footsteps like it seemed like that was like something that she really really wanted to do and then she was like you should take it and ryan's like okay and they make a pinky promise and i'm like so you are the sole caregiver for your like underage brother and his infant son and before, like, even talking about this with him, you're going to pinky promise your crush to yeet yourself off into space? Like, I what? It's like a suicide pact. <laughs> it's super weird. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't thought, understand why anybody made I didn't the decisions think Alexandria, that they made. Well, that's, okay, that's true. There was a lot of confusion for me as around, that, around that as well. But I thought Alexandria didn't want to necessarily follow in her mother's footsteps. She just wanted to hear from her mm. is what I thought. And so, like, Ryan, in my mind, I saw, like, Ryan clearly wants this more. But mm. it is weird. Ryan, uh, or like Alexander wanted to say that it was good and important because if it wasn't good and important, then mm. what did her mother leave her for? Mm. So maybe she wasn't. But then she, I guess, spent her whole life trying to get there. So she was either obsessed with Ryan or she was obsessed with space. She did make one like, oh, my dad's such a broken person that yeah. if I left too, then he wouldn't have anybody. But she didn't ever seem to interact with her dad. So I don't yeah. know. Like, and he's again, an adult. Who they told me that she loved him, but I didn't see it. Like Ryan's leaving her teenage brother and one-year-old nephew. Like who, <laughs> who no, might not be deaf, but who is brother. like, yeah, mute. <laughs> like even if it's voluntarily mute, like yeah it's still an impediment to moving around in the world yeah i saw that i mean i think i've seen that before like trauma making someone not speak i've seen that in a in a story like as a trope but i do it was a little ableist and i was especially concerned with like the sign language stuff i don't know i feel like i haven't seen a lot of books give like full characters or time to the disabled characters as like main characters or people Ooh. with full agency. You should read Starless. Yeah. It's Jacqueline Carey's last novel. It's like a lesbian romance, so already amazing. <laughs> and one of the main characters is a princess whose like legs have never developed or whatever. And she thinks it's gonna be an impediment to going on adventures, but the girl who is her bodyguard, they just go on adventures together. Pirate ship going through jungles, everything, her experience is never diminished, even though they talk about it a lot, like, and how it affects things. It's so good. I have to write that down now. <laughs> Did you guys see the video of Joe Biden and the Oh, my God. I can't person? watch that shit. I mean, I'm done with, I've been done <laughs> what with happens? creepy Uncle Joe Biden, but, like, yeah. He, there's a disabled person who I think was a college student, and he was at an event, and he was a wheelchair user, and I don't know the name of the technology, but, like, the Stephen Hawking voice, whatever the voice technology, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, and he asked Biden like about accessibility and education, and uh, 
and Biden's like, we have something called the ADA. Oh, my God. Oh, it's like, because he was involved with the ADA. And under my administration, it's going to be fully funded. And then he, like, leans over this person, starts stroking his fucking face. No. And saying, you're so smart. You're so smart. Oh, my God. And, like, petting him like a fucking rabbit or whatever. Yeah. That is so and, bad. And, like, you, your disability doesn't define you. You Thanks. can do anything. You're so brave. <laughs> I, I believe almost, it now because you said it to me, Joe Biden. Right? I oh, just give me the heebie-jeebies. Why can't he keep his fucking hands to himself? I don't know. I do not get that. But like, I follow a lot of disabled activists on Twitter, and like a whole bunch of them are sharing stories about people just coming up and petting them like they're fucking pets <laughs> or whatever. Like, what the fuck? It's really disturbing. Like that is an adult human. Take your hands off him, please. Like, especially because, like, I mean, like, someone reaching out to like touch me is like a PTSD trigger for me, and like my instinct would probably be to take a step back or like throw up a hand to like d- put in front of my face to block. And like, you're doing that to somebody who can't physically defend himself. Like, really? There's so many things wrong with that. Anyway, I couldn't watch the video because I just yeah, like, it's really icky. Don't can't. But oh. I saw a reaction gif that someone had posted which was also joe biden where he was like having a conversation with someone and then like pounded them in the chest as the response i mean it was older right so like a few years ago i don't know how long ago but that was literally his reaction was like talking to this guy and then literally pounding him in the chest and i was like how is that not assault i saw one where he was talking to somebody and he was like pointing with his finger but he was like actually poking them in the chest like making his point i (laughs) I mean, this whole political farce that we're dealing with right now is, like, giving me all kinds of (laughs) stress and anxiety, but, like... Anyway, we uh, need more, like, fully fleshed out disabled characters (laughs) in YA and in media in general who are not there to be your inspiration porn, who are not there to, like, make the main character feel better about themselves, who are, like, fully realized humans. Yeah, I also follow a bunch of disability activists and then I follow a few people with dwarvism because I, I there's one especially who does all these history of dwarves uh, tweet threads that I really love because then it's like representation. Is his, Eugene, isn't that his is name? Is his photo, his profile picture black and white? I, th- I can't remember. I follow someone as well who like posts a lot of... But he talks all the time about how people react to him in public and like... Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, people videotape him regularly. And that is terrifying to me. Like, I don't like getting my picture taken. The fact that, like, because of what you look like everywhere you go, people are going to pull their phone out and, like, oh, man, that scares me. Anyway, we could keep talking about that. But, yeah, let's talk about surveillance future, which (laughs) is my other topic on here. How I thought it was super creepy, like, how long they'd been watching her. Like, they knew Ryan because they'd been watching her. And, um... The orchard cameras, there's a whole scene closer to the end of the book where she's been stealing apples from this orchard and making applesauce and giving them back a jar of applesauce, which I actually thought was cute. Oh, yeah. Was it an orchard like or was it a freaking aviation yeah, school? Yeah, Eugene Grant. I follow him. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I just like. Yes. He's cool. Yeah. I was so confused about that. I think he ha- he wasn't a school. He it he was an orchard, and because he had the he did the crop dusting basically. Okay, so a farmer taught her how to fly a plane. Okay, yeah, that was. <laughs> 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 it was confusing. It's like how she contrived to make that happen, but the creepiest part was like the vi- the fact that they've been watching her also on the cameras there, yeah, and that then. Was creepy scary but real so okay again podcasts i've been listening to but one of the articles that they brought up was there's this new company and i cannot remember what they are called i think there's orange in the name but they have mined all of the social media platforms to create a gigantic photo database of people's faces it's like three billion photos of people that they are now selling back to police who now can like tap into their um, surveillance data so like if they see you they could literally scan your face scan the database and know what you've been up to I'm like how is I just we are very very quickly turning into freaking big brother and like it's so real and then like why do we want this I don't know I feel like there are some of us that don't but then a lot of people are like into it they're like oh yeah facial recognition software you know there was some tenant situation where this landlord wanted 
the facial recognition software to be the lock to unlock the door but then of course we know it works better for white people than it does for anyone else and it was like well what if it doesn't think that you're the person and you're like coming home to your house and then all of a sudden you can't get in or like what if they just change the locks on you it's like that's not accessible it's It's very strange I think yeah I think scientists and technologists like they do stuff to see what they can do and they don't think about the applications for it but then people with sinister motivations do think about the applications for it you know isn't that how the atomic bomb got created they were just playing around i feel like i read something about well i know that. my friend did some work and she was a ma- she's a mathematician and she did work with facial modeling and it was like modeling symmetry and i'm sure some of those things she came up with are using these equations but she was also trying to model cells so we could more easily predict like red blood cells carrying viral loads so Mm. like she was doing it for one reason but then like it gets used for another it's just kind of crazy yeah i mean the tool itself is not specifically like it doesn't come with morals right the tool Mm -hmm. is just the tool it's the way you use it but like a lot of these tools are like scarier and scarier to Mm -hmm. me I am not into surveillance. I do not want to use facial recognition software. I have even taken off thumbprint unlock on my phone Mm -hmm. because I heard stories about um, protesters being arrested and the police forcing their thumbs to it to unlock. So I have like, I am so paranoid about all of these things. And I'm just like, I don't want that world. I don't know. Like I'm interested in future tech, but not to harm people or like not to arrest people. Like why is that your first application of this database? everybody wants to be able to control that's what humans seek is control in my opinion when we read war cross yeah right remember it's like technology that was developed with uh you know good intentions in mind but then quickly like you know falls into the wrong hands and yeah once you attach your brain to something and you can get brain hacked (laughs) and then you know control people into doing what you think is right and yeah just very 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 slippery slope we watched the matrix again recently and that scene where he comes out of the matrix and like <laughs> they pull the thing out the back of his head and like he stands up in the, the battery goo. in the goo <laughs> i was like oh my god i had forgotten how freaking dark that movie was like mm-hmm. i put it out of my mind i think <laughs> humans are made of people you know like, um they're filming the fourth one downtown. yeah i applied to be an extra i've not heard back <laughs> to apply to be an extra waiting any day now (laughs) they're gonna call me i hope they call you (laughs) that would be awesome i'd brag about that anything else you folks want to add to that Mm -mm. Mm -mm. okay for dessert we have here's the stolen orchard applesauce and i put in the poly adults and then i also want to talk about adults in the book in general so there is a poly family which seriously my favorite thing i've ever read i think i liked this book just because of that i did like the the thruple on its parents it made me so happy i mean uh you know we're like open poly it's not fully defined for us but just like that's a future that we've discussed and like seeing it in the book just made i'm like representation (laughs) (laughs) and i really um i actually kind of liked some of the adult characters better like i was more into some of the adult characters again just because that was what i was tied to but i also wanted to point out that a lot of them didn't act like adults i've ever met like when the teacher was like holy shit what the fuck yeah (laughs) i'm like okay i know it like i teach second grade obviously if you teach high school there's a little bit more leeway there but like really (laughs) and then the teacher who the other teacher who like when she answered her phone in the middle of class and he's like uh excuse me and she's like but it's important he's like oh okay i'm like what (laughs) what what teacher what school is this because seriously i thought it was a good one (laughs) did she go across town yeah she did to go to the good school i the one i was thought was absolutely bonkers was the father making her a key yes oh my god i was talking about that in the car to amanda i was like that is nuts no adult would do that thank you Because he was like, you know, you sent my daughter to the hospital. Leave us the fuck alone. She comes back a couple more times. He's like, I'm tired of you bothering me. Here, take a key so that I don't have to look at you. Just go in her room and rifle through her belongings. What? What? And then he changes all of the locks. locks. I was like, that's a lot of effort. That would not. It's not how that would go down. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
to your point, future techie, would it would have been a key card. And then <laughs> <laughs> remove access. Remove access. Facial recognition on the door. <laughs> Put your thumb to the door. Yeah, and the teachers were weird. And there's like there was a lot of like real self-aware, like emotional support that the adults were giving the children that I was like, this is not how this is not how adults and children interact. Was Ryan not an adult? If she's not, how did she get custody of her brother? And they Maybe said her she... parents died. Okay, so the baby happened during a grief counseling session after their parents died, which means it's been like at least three years since their parents died. Is she 21? How old she's is she? She's in high school. I thought she was like I thought she, 18. Yes, but she had custody of her brother. They never said they were in foster care. Yeah, that's So they true. gave like a 14 or 15-year-old custody of a child. Wait, like, how do we know it was three years? Well, because I'm saying the baby was at least a year old. And babies take yes. it like almost a year to create. Okay. And yeah, then so two like years. it was oh, after yeah, huh. the like accident. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because he they shows said, up with the kid when. She's in training and he said his first word, which yeah. is like mm-hmm. what usually around like 12, 14 months. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah, know anything about babies. <laughs> Unless she was like an emancipated minor. I don't know. I don't know but enough then, about that. Can you that. do that after your. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think that's actually a really good point that I had not thought about. Would they have been in foster care? Would there have been another family member who had custody? Like, in- Did like that kid and his son have to go into foster care because she was leaving? Yeah, I don't know. Or like, were there grandparents? I can't, can't remember. It that was, setup was, was weird. It was very, like a lot of these details felt very sketched to me. Like, not like, you know, like, you know, like sketchy, like they weren't filled in. Yeah. Like, they were ideas in a page, an outline that hadn't been decided yet. Like you were talking about on the spaceship, like how would they have enough food to last them, you know, their entire adult life? That's like the entire problem with getting seven spaceships anywhere is we can't like make them so they can have enough like food and supplies and still meet their weight requirements to go out. Like it's a big problem. So I love that you know so much about this because you, you've been doing research, right, for your own writing. No, or are I you just, just like interested? Okay. okay. <laughs> No, this is great. <laughs> it's why you're essential. <laughs> Would you take this one-way space mission? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. I mean, like, I can imagine a vast blackness. <laughs> I don't need to die to see it. Like, oh, man. I always thought about that. I mean, I always thought I would want to go to Mars or like if that ever happened. And the older I get, the more I'm like, no, it would be so uncomfortable. I mean, I I'm mad we're not like a spacefaring society already that has FTL. That would be great. And then, then I would go to space. But did either of you ever read The Sparrow? Mm-mm. Mary Doria Russell. They in that book, the way they get into space is they harvest an asteroid and the asteroid is what gives the rocket fuel long enough and then they build into kind of like a mixture between the asteroid and the rocket their like garden and support system and that sort of thing i thought that was a cool way to get around it yeah that book is really interesting cool yeah but there's just no explanation of the technology it's like set just far enough into the future that we're supposed to buy that like it's possible but not question it well i mean we are kind of doing it like elon musk is going ahead with his rockets we've got space force now you know (laughs) we'll see (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how that works out i do want to say about the sparrow though there is just a content warning there is rape in that book and that's like central to the story just fyi I don't know. Now that it's interesting, I really loved the book, but now I'm thinking like maybe loved is a strong word. I enjoyed the journey that it was reading it. I thought it was I did not like the build up, the bullying, mm-hmm. the like how they became friends. But once they were friends, I enjoyed what happened after that and like the whole the clubhouse build and the shenanigans like there's so many okay. There are so many different things that happen in this book. It's a lot. There's like, first it's a romance, right? It's kind of like a high school romance-ish. Or like new girl high school. And then there's the team, like it's a cast of characters or whatever. And then there's the heist. There's like a heist part. Yeah. And then there's a letter writing part. Where it like becomes like a letter writing back and forth, and the, I don't know there was aviation was, training. Yeah, there was a lot of just like chunks, and and when I was reading it, it didn't, it wasn't bothering me. I was like, okay, but I thought it was like really ambitious that they shoved 
all of that into one book. Yeah. A lot of this felt like sometimes I'll see art and I don't understand it and I'll just tell myself, well, that's just too avant-garde. I don't, you know, I don't get it. And I did not get the chapter labeling by time. I had no idea what the oh, time was supposed to represent. <laughs> I just, I think what she was trying to accomplish, I can't see the path that she was working towards. Maybe somebody else could. That's a good point. I was trying to figure that out and then I just started to ignore it. Yeah, yeah I just exactly ignored <laughs> Except it. Except for at the end when it was like 19 years later because then it was actually like relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that was trying to chart their relationship. I think the things that happened were like the important moments of them building a relationship and like the time frames was like around it. Mm-hmm. But it was hard for me to visualize and conceptualize. And then I was just like, okay, I'm not as, this isn't adding to my appreciation yeah. of the story. I'm just going to read it and ignore that part. Yeah. Or like, maybe it's an Easter egg that I could find otherwise, but I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to play to the end. Ready to move on to the last piece. Anything else we want to say? Drinks, spiked prom punch, classic <laughs> trope. <laughs> I did like the little like alternate, alternative prom in the warehouse or whatever that was cool i thought that was cute there's a lot of cute moments Mm -hmm. in this book so yeah not being able to hide your emotions from your face i very much identify with that (laughs) same (laughs) yeah actually we have um there's someone at work that's like a newer employee and she's been teasing me a little bit and at one point she was like you know i actually like you right like (laughs) and i was like i don't think otherwise like if i you could see it on my face i can't have it (laughs) yeah but I thought that was funny. I was like, maybe I'm, I'm showing something weird on my face. I don't know. <laughs> but I pulled out this quote. Okay. I'm like a little obsessed with burbs right now. Birds. Burbs. Which is like a cute way to say birds. And chickens, especially. <laughs> I brought up chickens from the last book again. <laughs> but in this one, there's like this chickens with layers quote where one of Tomas is drunk and uh, Ryan is talking to him and he's like, you guys deserve each other. You're both made of layers. Layers? Rianne or Ryan said dryly, Tomas Hiccup, first layer is the asshole layer. You gotta crack that one first. Second layer is the nice one. You think that's the last layer, but it's not, because there's another layer under that, and it's just more asshole. But if you, like, push your hand inside that layer, you know what's in there? What's in there, Thomas? Ryan tugged the bottle out of Thomas's hand and put the cap on. She had to get this guy some water. <laughs> Thomas wasn't done. He swayed dangerously and poked Ryan hard in the chest with one finger. Fear, he said entirely too loudly. They are both chickens with layers. Onion chickens. I'm not a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very believable drunk, drunk rant. Talk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love onion chickens. Onion chickens. I loved that. I thought that <laughs> the interactions between the characters was what I really enjoyed. Like how they played off each, on each other, especially like the group characters. And like that, that was more show than tell, right? Like this is how we know they interact with each other. I liked that. Um, I highlighted a quote. Because I, I I really like this one. I, I think I wrote a note that's like, okay, this is a pretty great description of a crush. Like when she first realizes that she's into Alexandria. It says, so now here she was gathering branches in the freezing cold while lights flashed on and off behind her eyes. And the devil himself bashed a pan with a spatula while screaming, welcome to hell, welcome to hell in her ear. She's <laughs> like, Yeah. I did love that when she freezes up and she's like, I'm going to go get sticks. I'll build you a fire. And I'm like, oh my God, I have definitely been in that space. But also like the fact that, you know, the couples end up together like for the long run. That's not realistic. I mean, every once in a while there's someone who's like, we were high school sweethearts. But, you know, I don't know. It's like, what, 20 years later by the time. How uh, awkward would that be if Alexandria she gets there and she's like, oh. Catches up to her in space. You? <laughs> like, what was your name again? But she has a relationship with one of the other people. Yeah. On yeah. The ship. yeah. And yeah. Ahmed is ready to propose to Shannon like right after high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit much. That's for what me made too. me keep thinking that they were supposed to be older. Mm. You thought they, it felt older the too. The absence of parents. But it is a small town, isn't combined it? So with maybe that's like. All this other stuff. It, like, Ryan felt like a 25 year old hot and look alcoholic that was like clawing her way back, you know, to like, she felt like a comic book noir detective kind mm-hmm. of like a Jessica Jones. Yes. Like she is wearing the leather jacket, right? riding the bike. She's the mess. She's the hard kicking in bounty hunter that, you know, has a heart of gold. It's just, and she's tall. Oh, now maybe she is Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, another, sorry. When we were talking about the teachers being unrealistic, the winter dance is mandatory. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. That was crazy. That, I don't buy that. A school or can't that make an after kids school would know function mandatory. Adam Ant is. <laughs> I kids, also. Kids 10 years from now would know who Adam Ant is. I barely know who Adam Ant is and I'm 40. Yeah. Like, I was going to have to, I meant to look that up actually. I did like the queer cross-dressing again it's just always my favorite could it be todrick hall or somebody relevant to the gays of today (laughs) (laughs) the gay of today (laughs) (sighs) well we are going to talk about the gay of today next month i really love that you i mean i love that you brought the receipts (laughs) i think that is really i did feel like a lot that was a problem some of them did only have like the one thing that was making them a character yeah yeah i don't know i had like which is i guess okay when it's when there's enough other stuff happening but now that i think about it i'm like not sure there was a lot of stuff happening but i'm not sure that that was like enough weight for to carry the book forward weight of our stars ah. <laughs> the weight of the metaphor no, I don't want to argue anybody out of like something. So I feel bad if I've done that. No, no, no. I just did not enjoy it. I didn't either. Neither of you liked it at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why did I, I think? I, I think the the prose wasn't badly written. Maybe that's it. There, were, sorry, there were th- three instances where a character let out a breath that they didn't know they were holding. I thought I was going to hate it. Like the first half, I really didn't like. And then I was surprised once I started to. I think once they introduced the Polly parents, I was like, okay, <laughs> I can strive for more scenes overlook of this a lot family. Of and you're yeah. like, I want a short story of how they got together. I yes. did. The hotness of it. Were they right? making butter chicken pizza? Like, parents, the novella. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I wanted to know more about the mom. I was like, the dad's really cool. I was like, let's hear about how she made this happen. Who <laughs> <laughs> <It> takes notes? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, with that, I think we're done. Book appetit. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sim